on the banks of the Great River, high above the Allura Gorge. This is the Buzzer Podcast. Indie music, new releases, industry insiders, out-of-the-box conversations with guests from the true north, from the west coast to the east coast, to across the pond, and from down under. And now, here is Shay. Hey, y'all. I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast. Welcome and enjoy episode 64. First music history for July 20th. Billboard debuted their comprehensive record chart today in 1940. The chart combined the top sellers from all major labels. The first number one song was I Will Never Smile Again by Frank Sinatra and the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. Today, U.S. artist The Meskimo joins the show. Incredible instrumental tracks. They vary from psychedelic electrofields to soft rock influences. The music is genre-bending and outstanding. An interesting guest and an artist you must watch. Enjoy the show. Hi, Meskimo. How are you today? Thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's really great that you could join us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Ah, good, good. Uh, it's it's beautiful weather. It's beautiful weather up here in Canada. I'd like to know a bit about you and your background. Can you tell me a bit about yourself? I come from a family of musicians. Um, as far back as at least my grandfather, he was a saxophone player in World War II and him and my grandmother actually owned the music store in the small town that they lived in. Um, and he was a part of a, a big band in the big band era and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, oh, wow. my dad was a piano player, keyboard player, uh, was in some bands, you know, sixties and seventies, that, that prime era, I suppose. Um, and then his brothers, he had three mm-hmm. brothers, all of his brothers were musicians too. So that side of the family just kind of seems almost second nature. Yeah. So what was the first instrument you picked up? Um, my dad had like a B3 Hammond and something else. can't remember what it was, but I'd always be messing around on that. Never took lessons or anything like that, but just that sound, that that signature sound, I just always thought, thought and still do. I just love it. It's fascinating. Um, so I'd mess around with that, but I guess I suppose the first official one would have been like the guitar, like when I was 11 or 12, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to play Led Zeppelin or something like that along those lines. So was that your influences? Is that what you listened to growing up? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I mean, my dad really wasn't into Zeppelin or like the the, the popular bands. He's he's always listening to like Zappa or Little Feet was a big one. Um, oh, we, wow. Yeah, I grew up on heavy Little Feet, uh, which I love. I actually got to see live before Richie passed, um, which was very, very cool. Um, yeah, that is. you know, so lots of little feet. Um, who else? Spirit, Tommy Bolin. He liked a lot of Ted Rundgren too, and and some of the stuff he actually had on Real to Real, which I found now that I think of it was just fascinating. Like, how did you manage to get copies of this on Real to Real? But yeah, just a lot of, I guess nowadays an eclectic mix, but then probably you know just normal normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a bit about your creative process. 
So generally I have something stuck in my head. A lot of times it's a, a baseline or just a percussion rhythm. For me, I just got to get it out. And so I just, I'll sit down and, you know, fine tune it and figure it out. Um, and then build off of that generally. So I'll have, uh, I'll have some type of drum rhythm or drum beat and I'll sit down and try to figure out the baseline and go from there. I feel like that's just kind of like a great foundation to start with. Most of the time, there's a couple of tracks, I suppose I kind of had like this piano melody in mind, but yeah, for the most part, it's just, yeah, finding my rhythm. Mm-hmm. So do you collaborate with anybody when you're creating songs? The song, There Should Be Stars, I don't sing. I wish I did or I could or had the nerve to, I suppose. I'm not sure which one, but um, so yes, that's a singer out of Nashville and she was great to work with, but I'm actually starting to really branch out um, of my reclusive shell. And okay. I have, yeah. So I've got another two songs with singers um, and there's a, like this house techno DJ um, that I found on SoundCloud that I just uh, absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, just this unique sound, but it also has this, you know, catchy pop rhythm to it. Um, and yeah, we're in the talks of starting a collaboration on, on a, on a song. So that should be very exciting. I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Well, all your music is incredible. Well, thank uh, you. All about, uh, was, uh, what was it when I, we were talking the other day, we are talking the other day and there was one that, I absolutely loved. Uh, we're not playing it on the show today, but uh, the most delightful dirge. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll I'll make yeah. sure I put it on the podcast. Uh, play this well, thing. So the first track that we're going to listen to is "There Should Be More Stars." I've counted them twice. Uh, my first question is. I've never seen a song with that long of a title. So <laughs> I probably have maybe once in my current life. Uh, how did you come up with this song and why is it so long? Uh, yeah, um, you know, I got asked if I was trying to, like, there's old Panic at the Disco songs that are really long. Yeah. Um, they're like s- statements and long sentences. And I wasn't trying to channel that. It's just when I was writing that song, it was just for me that it, that's that's a title that came to me uh-huh. when I thought about maybe changing it. It just I just felt like that was apt. It was just necessary for just I guess I suppose out of the the narrative of the frustration of of what the the lyrics are about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the lyrics are incredible. Uh, the vocals are uh, very unique. The vocals are very unique. And Christine Corliss was the one that uh, artists that collaborated with you on that. Yeah, yeah, she's obviously a, a country singer, um, but I just like to blend genres and even eras, like jump from era to era in a song or genre or both. You know, I like to 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 meld things that shouldn't necessarily be together and and try to try to make it work. You definitely do. You definitely do. Uh, well, the, the feeling I got from listening to that song was that it's a dreamy feeling. It was a, a, I really liked it. Is there a backstory to the song? Yeah, so uh, I think nowadays most people can relate to either themselves or, or 
having a loved one or a relative or a friend, you know, watching them struggle with uh, some form of, of addiction, you know, or dependency on whether it's like a substance or just anything, food, sex. I mean, the list is endless these days. So, but you generally, when you watch it, someone do that, they get better. And a lot of times then they get worse and they get better. And so watching someone be able to, you know, go through something like that for me anyways, in my experience, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's just, but at the same time, you just don't want to give up on them. Even if it's, you know, the hundredth time, it doesn't matter. Okay. You know, yeah. the fact that they're kind of re- reaching out, you know, speaks volumes. Definitely. So this is about somebody that you supported through addiction and they're not, they're now recovered. Uh, unfortunately, no, not really. Oh, it's sad. It's yeah. sad. Well, um, it's a beautiful song, and we're going to listen to it now. Uh, there should be more stars. I counted them twice. Time and space, they slip through my fingers, and I'm back in this place, with darkness it lingers, the skies are deep black, I can't seem to keep track,
So how did you find the lady that you collaborated with? Did you find her online? Yeah. So I think when you sign up for Spotify. Okay. Or I'm not sure what it is, but there's a, a, a site, a service called Sound Better. And you can um, reach out and, and hire people from there. I had wanted a singer to be on a song for quite some time. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I have this sound in mind. I want to incorporate this style of singing to see if it works. And, and oh, I was, definitely yeah. works. And I've used it for, for some lead guitar work too. Uh-huh. So I have a couple songs with Fernando Paul. Uh, he's a guitarist out of Argentina. And that guy is awesome. He's amazing. Um, I like to give people creative freedom when I collaborate with them. And so, uh, what's what song did, was he on for that one, Masco? There's a song called "Come Underneath of My Cover" or "Come Underneath My okay. Covers," which is I think the name kind of gives it away as to what it is. And this, and then when you hear it, you're just kind of like, "Yep, yeah." <laughs> <This> is, <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another song called uh, "D Trussell Trips the Light Fantastic" um, that he did. So, but I just love working with that guy. He just I kind of just say, "Hey." here's the song, do what you do. And I think I'd get better results allowing people to have that, that avenue than saying it needs to be this or that. Well, you definitely would, you know, get the right artists to follow their creative uh, freedom. I'd like to point out the artwork that is on your music. It's done by the Billy Pearson. It is incredible. It is. He's got so much to He's always, I mean, at least once or twice a week, I see him posting new stuff. And it's in, a lot of times, it's two or three pieces at a mm-hmm. time. And, I mean, you see them, that those, some of those tiny circles, and you look at it, you're like, there's thousands of them. And every single one is hand, hand done. He sits there and he does it. Really? He's got just a, an amazing talent. And I grew up with the guy. So I've got to watch it, you know, progress throughout throughout life, which is Oh, so you've known him since childhood. Yeah. That's amazing. Which makes it even cooler. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of your music is instrumental, is it not? Yeah. So. Is there a reason for that? I feel feel anybody can, uh, I can't sing or I don't have the nerve to sing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I've been told I can. Yeah, I've been told I can. I just, maybe anxiety or, or just not the confidence Mm -hmm. in it. Um. So, but I just have, at the same time, I just have so much being created instrumentally right now. I kind of focus on that. And, you know, when the time comes, it'll come if it comes. I'm not too hung up on it. I'm definitely interested in trying to, you know, hone that part of the side of of my creativity at some point. Well, you will. Well, you will if you do when you're ready. I know. I, right. I wouldn't yeah. sing I always, in public if you paid me a million dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I always say that the universe makes no mistakes. And so if it's meant to be, it'll be. Some artists, uh, including one who's uh, one of my closest friends, uh, uh, is does only instrumental. Uh, but vocals are in the tracks, but through, through the electronics, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so some people just choose to. That's why I asked you. Yeah, but I feel like you, with a good instrumental, you can tell a great story. I mean, you can you can translate so much emotion through through. I feel that. Um, I think it has the ability 
to get closer to the soul than a song with lyrics. If if you if you're the person that focuses on the lyrics, which I do, and you strip that away, it's just the music. So you get closer to the music without the lyrics. That's the way. I, that's the reason I like instrumental. The next track that we're going to hear is the Brother McKenna Dropout, and uh, it's incredible. It's an instrumental, and uh, you have told me. In our previous conversations, that it has been very successful. Yeah, I mean, I like to use SoundCloud as a great forum for feedback. Uh, it's generally, people who love music or are making music, and they're they're honest uh, without um, without the cruelty. Some some sites that you can go to, um, you'll get honesty, but you'll get harsh cruelty with it, and it's they're great musicians making great content and they're just like, I'm giving up because of this. And it's just like, uh-huh. Oh no, please don't, please don't give up because of, because of that person. So I feel like it's kind of, it's a great place, but I just get such great feedback from, from that. And it, it kind of just really took off from, from posting it. Um, so I had a lot of fun making that. That was a long process. I'd started it and come back to it and build on it and then come back to it and, I just love where that song's at right now. Yeah, it's a great song. So we're going to listen to the Brother McKenna dropout right now. Thank you. 
So what's your favorite part of being an artist? Uh, I love near completion or completion of something. And I'm listening to it really loud on, on the monitors. Mm-hmm. And when it just kind of gives you goosebumps, you're just kind of like, holy shit, this is really cool. <laughs> I I love that part. Um, or in the, cre- I mean, the creating process when you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely onto something, follow this. And then you add more elements to it. And it's just, yeah, I think... I think my fiance probably gets annoyed. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. She's like, mm. I bet it is. All, all of them are. <laughs> so she gets to witness firsthand all of that. But yeah, I just get so, I just, I put everything into each one that I uh, I work on. It can be exhausting at times, but it's just, I can't help it. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Have you performed live your music? Uh, I have not. Uh, is this something you're going to be doing or something in my mind it would be rather difficult to i would i would love to i would absolutely love to i think some of those songs live would just astound that'd be monumental just for me anyways you know if there's one other person there and they loved it that's awesome Mm -hmm. getting a band together um to cover all the instrumentation is just and then the practicing and I feel like someday there's going to be an opportunity and there will, there will be show or shows. I just kind of have that feeling in the back of my mind. Um, as of right now, I don't feel not anytime soon. I definitely want to. Absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. I think you should when you're ready, when the band's ready. I, I do agree with you that there's a lot of instrumentals there that you would have to put together, which might be a bit, might be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I need a brass section, and I need a couple of guitar players, a bass player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of keyboard players. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot going on sometimes. So yeah. tell us a bit about your future projects. You said you have two more uh, releases coming out. There's three songs. Um, two of them are already on SoundCloud, uh, but they're going to be getting some vocals on it, which I am very excited for. And then there's another one where actually created a track you're adding vocals okay. yeah to, to two of them that are already on uh, soundcloud but then there's another one that's uh completely new with a singer um and uh i'm very excited for that one uh it might be a little bit of time for that just from scheduling in different parts of the world but uh that is going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with when that one gets uh released Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Can you tell me the tracks? You're keeping it to yourself right uh, now. So, no. Uh, no. I'll, I'll, uh, so, the one of them is, the very first one I ever posted is 
ponder, wonder, and or wander, <laughs> which is tongue twister. Okay. Yeah, that one. Um, and then the other one would be um, the stars would explode, which I'm very excited to put lyrics on. Um, that has a very cool concept to okay. it. And um, the singer who is uh, uh, agreed to put some vocals on it really likes it. And uh, yeah, it's in the process of uh, being worked on. So excited. And they're both uh, dance and EDM? Uh, the first one is, um, and I felt like I put that just because I didn't know how to classify it. I still don't know how to classify things. And so it just goes as, it goes as well, indie okay. because I read somewhere one time, indie isn't a genre. It's it's where you are as a, as a band or a project. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a genre now. Uh, people can say that yeah, that's indie, that sound. Well, I have an indie show. Right uh, I, I don't consider indie a genre at all. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, I think that there's so many influences and so many factors that go into creating music. Sometimes if you pigeonhole yourself into I'm this rock or that rock or I'm R&B, it could hold you back. It doesn't necessarily be that with all artists, but yeah, I feel like it's it's yeah to have a broader portfolio is uh, is better. Yeah. yeah. So that first one would be EDM, I suppose. Um, the second one's more I don't know. It's more the Mescamo. I mean, it's all the Mescamo. Okay. Well, it sounds very unique. Yeah. Can you tell us the best place for people to follow your music? Would it be SoundCloud? In my personal opinion, or, yes. Or Instagram. So Instagram is where you're going to get more of uh, me uh, instead of okay. just the artwork. So I've become more brazen and, and uh, brave these days and actually put videos up of, of myself and pictures of myself, which to me I find is astonishing because I kind of am a reclusive person. And this is this, this whole project this whole journey has is changed a lot and i think it's awesome so uh but yeah so instagram would be a great place um be more the more personal but if you want the music side of it soundcloud is is the place to be Mm -hmm. okay so that's good i agree with you your soundcloud is very uh well looked after you have a a lot of uh you have a good selection of music that people can uh, listen to and uh, i'm just hopped onto your instagram right. and you are starting to I know. shed the mysterious it's not, uh, it's not like a side of pride like, it is it's honestly who i am <laughs> uh yeah that's yeah. so cool no i love that i love that i've been too busy in the studio for the past couple of weeks to hop on instagram except for sharing stuff through a third-party app, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, I look forward to hearing the next releases, the ones that you're adding uh, vocals to. Adding vocals to an instrumental is a remix. It's a new song, right? So, yeah, it's a new song. And uh, also the new release that, you talked about this going to be a real banger. I look forward to it because I love your music. Yeah, that's going to be, that'll be a good one. I've got, I probably got 
maybe two instrumentals more that I could probably throw out that are ready now, but I just kind of got a lot going on. So there's always, there's always going to be something coming. Always. Oh, so, that's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate the time you gave me. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This has been great. Well, thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please share this episode with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from The Buzzer and upcoming shows, you can follow us on Instagram at The Buzzroll Media and on Twitter at The Buzzer Indie. Catch at the pod next episode on Air Indie. From my pad to yours over the airways. Subscribe feeds at TheBuzzerPod.com. Cheers.